Hey peeps, welcome to the newest episode of the AEW Insider. I'm your host, Lee Benz, and uh, we'll get to it. I got all the last week, I've been behind, so I got from like February 13th until today, the 18th. I'm not going to cover Raw until, uh, excuse me, in SmackDown and NXT till later in the week. But we're going to go over the Elimination Chamber first, and then all the news from the week. There's been big news all over and all the promotions. So remember, check us out on the AEW Insider on all major platforms. So uh, this is either going to be a two-parter or a three-parter. We'll decide. So let's get to the Elimination Chamber last night. I thought it was a pretty solid pay-per-view. They're starting off the year all right. Uh, Fastlane's going to be a throwaway, which you know. You know what I mean? They were saying last night at the Elimination Chamber, though, that no, no titles were going to be exchanged. So let's see if that did happen. On a pre-show, they had Mojo Riley cutting another promo. I definitely like his new gimmick. I want to see how he does in the ring, though. Mojo can definitely be a beast, and I like that they're tapping in into his heel side, his evil side. He's all crazy talking to himself hyping himself up. I think he's going to be good if they roll with it. Uh, then they also cut to Alexa Bliss. She picked Nia Jackson to Tamina to be crowned the women's tag team champions tonight. Uh, my picks, just to throw it out there for the tag belts, were either Mandy Rose and Sonya, who are the bomb, or the Iconics. If anybody else wins, it'll be super lame. All right, the pre-show had the Cruiserweight Championship match. It was Tozawa versus Buddy Murphy. My pick was Buddy Murphy. Uh, it was a pretty boring match. Only two good spots during the match. They cut backstage, and uh, they got to try getting an interview with Kofi Kingston, but Xavier and Big E spoke for him, showed his support, and gave him props. A uh, crazy spot towards the end of the match is, and had the crowd chanting, this is awesome. Buddy Murphy went for a power bomb while sitting on the top rope. Tozawa reversed it into a hurricanrana, which is very awesome to look at. Tozawa had a lot of close three counts, but in the end, Buddy retained, of course. Rumor has it, like I said, that no builds are going to be exchanged tonight, which makes sense because Mania is coming. But uh, we got to build the stories lines up, so we'll see. Okay, they had the world's strongest man come out, Mark Henry, about his opinion of the chamber. Also, they have a great documentary that premiered after the chamber about Mark Henry. If you didn't watch it, I suggest you should. Some of them aren't that great, but that was really, really good. I'll let you know, too, that years ago, Mark Henry was the world's strongest superman. Uh, excuse me, the world's strongest man. But then there were newcomers who came, and they were saying that he wasn't anymore. So he called Vince, and Vince gave him permission to go back and join the newest world's strongest man tour tournament but warned him that there's no room for the second world strongest man in wwe meaning you can go do that tournament but if you lose mark henry you don't have a job which was insane you gotta watch the documentary it was excellent uh let me see they asked mark henry who he thought who would win the female tag belts he chose the iconics smart man and he chose coffee to lead the chamber to win her tonight all right on to the main show they kicked it off the way they should. They had the Women's Chamber Tag Team match first. My pick, like I said, for the Tag Team belts are either the Iconics or Mandy and Sonya, Fire and Desire. I think that this could be the match of the night. The match included Carmella and Naomi. Crazy WWE did not take either, anything out on either one of them. If you heard over the past week and weekend, Naomi and Jimmy Uso got pulled over for the cops, and Jimmy was definitely trying to square off with a cop. Like, he's really using this gimmick. Like, he's going to fight a cop like a gangster. He was arrested. And then also, Corey Gray's wife took to Twitter about him and Carmella having an affair. 
Yeah, juicy stuff, people. We'll get back to it later. Uh, it was great that WWE didn't take it out of them because usually they do right away and they'll make them find them guilty for they even proven guilty and they just fire them. So thanks for sticking by your peace for once, WWE. Protect your people. Uh, let me see. After that was the Riot Squad, Liz Morgan and Sarah Logan. Then my lady, the Iconics, came out. They looked amazing as always. Uh, and there are a lot of people's picks to me that Nia Jax came out. Then Tony DeVille and Mandy Rose. And uh, they both looked amazing. And then came the boss, and, uh, the boss Sasha Banks, and her bestie Bailey. I had a feeling that WWE was going to give it to them, and it'll be super lame, but it's something they would so do. The match starts off with the boss and Bailey versus Mandy and Sonya. Bailey and Sasha did a couple of lane spots. Sonya caught Sasha with a vicious move off the top rope and almost got a three count. The Riot Squad enters. They start beating up both teams. Liv Morgan showed some spunk and got to show off some moves. She was very good, and uh, Sonya had a nice spot with her. Liv, dropped her, well, Liv actually dropped Sonya Deville with one shot. That Sonya got up, and they had a very nice spot. Everybody was laid out, and the Iconics, Iconics got called in, and they tried pinning everybody and anybody trying to get the win. It did not work. Naomi and Carmella came in with a quick few spots. Billy Kay and Carmella had a nice spot. It was a little slow, but nice. Carmella was hanging on the side of the cage, uh, and then Billy Kay tried to power bomb her off of it, but Carmella reversed it into a hurricanrana, and Billy flew into the cage. It was very nice. Uh, all women were laid out all over the cage at one point, and besides the Nia and Tamina thing out, they came out of the cage and had their pickings. Naomi and Mandy faced off for for months, and Mandy was torturing Naomi, so they had a nice spot when they got with each other. The Iconics snuck Naomi during that and pinned her for a three. See a Carmella and Naomi. The Iconics hid in a pot. Nia, Nia and Tamina pulled them out and swung them both by the hair in the sides of the chamber and then pinned them. I can't believe the Iconics are out of it. Come on, Mandy and Sonia. Sonia and Mandy took out Nia. At one point, the Riot Squad were on top of the pod together. They both jumped off onto their opponents on the floor. The Riot Squad got taken out after that. At one point, Nia went to spear Bailey into her pod. Bailey sidestepped, and Nia looked legit knocked out into the pod. So everybody jumped a, part, a partner to Mina, and they pinned her. That means that Nia's out also, so that's what they wanted. So now it is Bailey, the boss, versus Mandy and Sonia. At one point, Mandy hit the boss with her finisher, so close to a three count. Then Sonia got hit by the bank statement. It was so lame and weak, and they gave the belts to those two. Mandy and Sonia, the iconic, should have won. This is trash, a trash ending to a great match. You knew WWE was going to give it to them. Even though they were a big part of the women's evolution, they don't need those belts. Like, it's so cheesy. After that, it was Miz and Shane versus the Usos. I picked the Usos, even though I know they wouldn't win. Miz came out and gave props to the new tag team, women's tag team champions, and he dedicated the match to his wife and his baby, and, uh, oh, Maurice's music hit, and she came out. She looked gorgeous as always. The Miz said if he had news, they would do it for us, and they had a big announcement, and that they were having baby number two, which is really awesome. I'm happy for them. I love them as a couple and separate. Then Shane O'Mac came out, and they wanted to defend their titles against the Usos. Again, surprised WWE did not take it out on the Uso for the match for getting into a brawl with the cops, but they stuck by their people. They're known for punishment. It'll definitely be coming soon behind the scenes, though. Watch. It always does. The Usos came out hype, super hype. They got me hyped just watching them. They are a great team. 
One of them, uh, excuse me, one of the best in the game today. There was an awesome spot when Shane went for the two count from Kobe. He went for two coast-to-coast in a row. He hit the first one, and on his way to the second one, Uso caught him in a boot right in midair and got a close three count until Miz broke it up. Later on, Shane goes to drop an elbow onto the Uso on the announcer table. He's too old for this, man. Save it for big events, Shane, like Mania. It's less than two months away. What are you doing? Like, after he hit that elbow or he missed, he looks so beat up and tired. It's sad. He was laid out. Then the Miz went for a pin. Uso reversed it and got the one, two, three. It's awesome. The Usos are the new tag team champions and good for them. That was a good ending to an all right match. Next was the two on one handicap match. It was Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. My pick, Leo and Lashley. As you can see, I love heels and most of the time the underdogs. It was a great match. Finn had an opening and he took it. He hit Leo Rush with the Coupe de Gras and got the one, two, three, and a new IC champ was Finn. Uh, so much for the belts not being exchanged tonight before Mania. After the match, Bobby Lashley snapped. He lost it, and he turned out, and he destroyed Leo Rush, which is really stupid. Lashley has only been good the last few months because of Rush. Now they would be doing nothing with, with Lashley until his contract is up. That was a big, big mistake for breaking him up. All right, guys, we're going to take a break for a minute. It's time to pay those bills. Welcome, guys. This is Lee back from the AEW Insider. It's been a minute. I just got back from WrestleMania 10 minutes ago. Nah, I'm only joking. It's been real busy, though. WrestleMania week was awesome, but I'm a full-time dad. I work seven days a week. It's just great. My daughter's not behaving, so it's just, oh, and WrestleMania, I have so much footage and so many pictures to go through, which I even haven't had a chance to go through yet. Who knows? Just, I mean, probably in the summertime, something, a couple months, when I could actually edit through it and go through everything, I'll just make a video and put it on Facebook, and I'll let you guys know. But WrestleMania week was pretty awesome. Uh, First, we got there a day early. We just went to um, Wingstocks. My daughter loves it. We hung out at the hotel. I forget what movie we watched, blah, blah, blah. The next night at a 11 at night in Jersey, we went to Impacts United We Stand. That was a good pay-per-view, man. They put on a good show. I didn't know at first, because the first match right off the bat was the X Division match, and those poles were in their way, and they're real, real cheesy looking when they're there live. But when that match was over, they moved the poles, you could see better, and it was a real, real good show. Uh, Johnny Impact won the belt, which is stupid. That guy, Austin, though, with the cane and the jacket, he is awesome. He's going to be a star. He just won at the, uh, the pay-per-view that just happened Sunday, actually. I'm pretty sure in a sixth way. But that was a good night, man. Yeah, the people were real nice there, blah, 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 what have you. But I got to see my dog, Sammy Callahan, which I seen all weekend. Got me a nice OVE hat, so it was dope. Talked to a couple people outside, what have you. Took some pictures and just went home. So it was a good first night of wrestling. Then the next day, we went to Con- uh, WrestleCon at the Hilton in New York. WrestleCon was awesome, man. Like You see, like, on TV or on YouTube and all that. Like, you walk in. Wrestlers literally are just walking all around. As soon as we walked in, without even 30 seconds inside the hotel, Funaki from New Japan, ex-WWE star, and uh, what you call Takamitsunoshi were walking together. I said, what's up to Funaki? So you get upstairs, you take the escalator. You can believe the, uh, excuse me, the line at the Mac machine. Like, some of the wrestlers have Mac cards 
like, uh, excuse me, a card reader where you could do it, but most of them, of course, take cash. These people, none of them brought cash, like, literally. The line at the Mac machine was just full every day, all day there. It was nuts. But um, you go up to WrestleCon, and I was hoping there were going to be other stuff to do, but just pay wrestlers for autographs. As soon as I walked in the floor, my heart dropped, because there's nothing to do. So, I mean, if you see, if you had thousands of dollars and all that, and you could get autographs from everybody, then I guess you could spend all day there. But I was just wondering how I was going to keep my daughter busy. We had money and all that, but it was money for all that. But as soon as you walk in, boom, there's Eva Marie right to the left at the first table. She looks so gorgeous in person. You could smell it. She smelled so good. Uh, what you call it? She had a pretty big line. She was charging 65 bucks a pop. Uh, when I do put the videos up, I mean, you can see who was there. Just go on the site. Everybody was there. When I put the videos up, you'll see it. I had my camcorder there for two days just recording everything. I mean, everybody was there. Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Killer Cross. I'm just naming them. Just anybody you could think of. Rob Van Dam. I was talking to everybody. I talked to the Blue Meanie. Um, the second day we were there at Comic-Con, I mean, to jump ahead, SCU was there with Tony Khan sitting right at the second floor at the first table. So I stopped two cold Scorpio. I waited till they were done talking, and I tapped him on the shoulder, and I told him that he is uh, he follows me on Twitter. And I gave him the card for our channel, the AEW Insider. He was real nice and all that. God bless. Thank me for covering him, blah, blah, blah. Nicest guy I ever met, seriously. Uh, but bringing up Tony Khan. Tony Khan, he puts on StarCast. One's coming up in May when they do Double or Nothing, what have you. When they do StarCast, man, you can see they have interviews. They have shows. They got everything. They have so much different entertainment there. It is not even funny. And that's what I was hoping for WrestleCon, and they just didn't. So when he was sitting at that table, I know he was thinking, like, he showed respect. There was no disrespect or anything like that. He must be like, this is a joke, man. There was no entertainment for fans at all. But uh, the first day we went around, I mean, everybody was there. Uh, what you call it? it? was real great. MJF from AEW, the signee. I went up to him. He was staying in character the whole time. He was just telling people, like, get away from him. Don't touch me. Give me $20 for a picture and all that. Calling people fat, saying they smelt if it was a fat person holding his nose next to him. So I wanted to ask him if he would do a promo for our channel. But I was scared because the way he was disrespecting people, even though he was in character. My daughter told me I shouldn't use it. I listened to her. So I went in and out of the conference room three times and I finally went up to him and I asked him. He said 30 bucks. I was another one with the Mac machine too. All I had was 20 on me right there. I had to go to the Mac myself and went to eat. Um, he took the $20 and he actually cut a promo. So you get to see that. I put it on uh, in our group AEW Insider on Facebook and the WFW fan group. So if you want to see the intro, just uh, go on one of those pages, subscribe to us. Uh, what you call it? Actually join our groups, I mean, and you can check it out. If not, I will be using it for future videos. But he cut a great promo. He held the channel card and all that. He's a real, real nice guy. I went to shake to thank him so much. You know, I paid him and I went to shake his hand when he was done. And he told me don't touch him. So it was a good time. Uh, what you call it? At Comic-Con, I mean, at, well, I keep saying Comic-Con, I apologize, WrestleCon. At WrestleCon, they had a huge, 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 huge room, like a conference hall. And that's where they put on the shows there, like Joey Ryan's Penis Party, Pancakes and Pile Driver, uh, USA vs. the World, all the shows that were going on that weekend downtown at the Hilton. So, I mean, when, there was really nowhere to sit, but if you wanted to, the shows were going on, or if they were going on, you could just go sit in there. That was cool. Uh, the second day we were there, I actually sat down in there and knew 
New Japan just got there for the garden that night, which we were attending in G1. I went up and talked to Zack Sabre Jr. Everybody was there, man. It was insane. Everybody was at the Bullet Club, but Will Ospreay, just everybody from New Japan, man. It was just crazy. They were all there. It was nuts. But uh, what you call it? So WrestleCon was cool the first day. Uh, what We left there. Um, that night, we actually went to Joey Ryan's Penis Party Friday night. Now, Joey Ryan's Penis Party was a damn good show, guys. I mean, yeah, it's a definitely adult-oriented, but it was good. The lighting in the room was crazy, like Miami Vice-type pink, like teal blue. The entrances and all that. But, man, it was good. Uh, later in the show, one of the highlights, they had this guy who was like the male, the Chinese or Japanese version of... Uh, excuse me, Joey Ryan, but this guy was disgusting. The whole match, they just had their asses out, their assholes out, excuse my language, butts out in each other's faces, humping all this crap. Even though it sounds disgusting, it was very, very funny, their act, but I think they just went a little bit overboard. But I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I also posted a couple of pictures and all that on my books, on, on the AEW Insider, what have you, so definitely check that out. But that was pretty nuts. But uh, what you call it, one thing I was thinking about are all the wrestlers who wrestled that weekend because we went to a lot of stuff and I'm thinking I'm, it has to be between Brian Cage, Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard but I think Tessa Blanchard wrestled the most out of anybody but anyway Tessa Blanchard kicked butt at Joey Ryan's penis party uh, they had that wrestler I'm sorry if she forgets my name but she's the one who was in controversy a couple months ago because in her match she took a bloody tampon out and put it in the chick's face even though it wasn't fake well the way Joey Ryan came out at uh, All In with um, his uh, excuse me I can't even think his condoms or whatever they were. And we know when he came out for Hangman Page, she came out with bloody tampons to the ring. So that was crazy too. But just the vibe, everybody loved it. The place was packed. It was a Friday night. The music was jumping and all that. Uh, what you call it? I have to write the stuff down. Like I said, I'll do another show about it, man. I have to write it down because there's this old guy too. He's a wrestler. You guys would know him. He was at WrestleCon. He's just so racist and so biased. His character. That guy stole the show, man. You can't follow him. But Joey Ryan's penis party was definitely cool. I liked the attend the second. Well, let me think. The next morning, then it was Saturday. Uh, excuse me, it was Saturday morning. We went to Pancakes and Piledriver, Sammy Callahan's. That was at the Hilton, also where Comic Con was. So, uh, Pancakes and Piledriver was really, really, really good show. Um, Tessa Blanchard wrestled again, and Brian Cage, what have you. OVE was there, which I went crazy for. And I have to look a little bit again, but I believe it's a Shane Taylor. It's a black gentleman. You guys know him. He got signed at WWE. And I'm sorry, I'm unprepared, man. I've been wanting to put these shows out, but I've been so busy. And I wasn't going to pass another night without talking to you guys. So next time I have all the names, I'll be more prepared. But he's a black guy. He got signed to WWE. You know who he is. He, he hangs with Re Wrestling Revolver, Sammy's promotion. Shane I want to say Shane Strickland, but it's not that. Or Shane Taylor. But it was his last match before he went to NXT. So that Sammy gave him a nice uh, goodbye and all that at the end. He gave a nice speech. Pancakes and Piledriver was a really good show. And I have, do have footage of all this. The problem is, is that I have footage on my cell phone. And I have it on my camcorder because I didn't want to be one of those twos walking around WrestleCon talking to uh, excuse me wrestlers or celebrities or just walking around with the cell phone out because some of them can't stand that because they feel it's cheap. So I use my camcorder and with the editing for that, it's just a big mess. But anyway, Pan Pit Case and Pod Driver was awesome. So then we went to uh, what you call WrestleCon again, walked around. There were more people there the second day that weren't there the next day. They were selling a bunch of stuff there. Like WrestleCon was cool. I just wish they had stuff besides just giving people your money and buying stuff because that's all it was buy wrestling stuff and just say what you call it uh and just uh pay wrestlers money but enzo was there everybody was there man just saying all the like ted dibiase uh scott steiner 
what you call? I seen Ric Flair. My daughter and I, the second day came out the escalator, Ric Flair and his wife were leaving. I said, what's up, nature boy? He said, hello, which is really cool. I had that on tape. Uh, it was really, really cool, man, for real. But uh, what you call it? After that, we hung out at WrestleCon for a little bit, but then Busted Open Radio had their 10th anniversary party over at um, the Hacienda the Hacienda Blues or something, Habanero Blues. So my daughter and I walked over there. It was a little bit hard walk. She complained. We stopped and got some two brothers, Dollar Slice New York Pizza on the way, and we went to Busted Open's party for a little bit. Uh, got to meet Mark Henry and Dave LaGreca. That was a real, real good time. And then as we let you call it. Those nights, both uh, times we went to the movies, we have movie pass i don't get paid by them but i tell you people if you go to the movies movie pass is the best it used to pay that you paid 9.99 a month and you can go to the movies all you want in the theater once a day for the whole month so you can go to 30 movies in a month for 10 bucks but now they change it it's 15 dollars, so you could pick any type of movie you want they try switching that on you and you get three movies a month and it's totally worth it so don't waste like time because sometimes we had two hour gaps two and a half three hour gaps in between stuff and once you're in Manhattan and you're not driving you're not going to transport out in there and transport back blah 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 not only is it time consuming it's very expensive so uh, that morning we went to Pancakes and Pile Driver went to WrestleCon went to Busted Open Radio then we went to the movies we actually seen Pet Cemetery. which well we seen Pet I apologize Friday night with WrestleCon but uh, when WrestleCon ended we had to come back at 8 o'clock for Joey Ryan's penis party so in between that we went to go see the new Pet Cemetery. if you didn't see and I thought it was awesome. People complain about it and all that. Pet Cemetery is an amazing book. Stephen King hates that book. He says he was in a very, very, very dark place at that time, so he hates it. Uh, the movie is definitely closer to the book, which I read, which I love. I love the original movie. It's a classic, don't get me wrong, but definitely the, the new one, the remake, definitely still closer to the book, and it's a lot darker, so check it out. All right, so then... Excuse me, the second day, after, uh, excuse me, Busted Open Radio's 10th anniversary party, we went to the movies again, and we seen Medea, because you have to go see what's playing at the time, so we went to Medea's funeral, I passed out, we rested our feet, because your feet are killing, so it was great to go to the movies those days, and my daughter enjoyed it. Uh, that night, we went to the G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden. We've been to the garden before, we've been there for SummerSlam 2011, Hall of Fame 2012, what have you. The Garden Man, I'm telling you, if you haven't been to the Garden, it's awesome. We've been in the Barclays Center, Jay-Z's new stadium, even though it isn't new anymore, for SummerSlam, four years in a row, concerts, what have you. If you don't have decent money to get at least, you know, the 100 row or the 200 row, if you're staying all the way up on top of the Barclays Center, good luck, man. Those stairs are so steep, and there's no room to squeeze past people to sit down. It's horrible. You go to the Garden Man, even if you don't have gray seats, it's comfortable, it's dope and all that. So Madison Square Garden is the best. But the G1 Super Show really impressed. It was great how I seen all the New Japan guys at the hotel, and then they are that night. I asked Zack Sabre if I seen him, you know, if he was excited, and was he, what you call it, could he believe he was there? He was real nice. He talked to me, he said he was so excited he couldn't explain it. I told him I knew he was going to win, because he's awesome, and so is Will Ospreay. I was so excited to see Will Ospreay wrestle. So we're at the Garden, we're having a blast. They had the tag team match when a uh, G.O.D. for Bullet Club, one girl is in death. 
yesterday. All you know is all I hear is it's Enzo. You look down, man, there's Enzo and Big Cass, which you guys know about. But even though it was a work, because I read about it all online, yo, that looks so real, it wasn't funny. So seeing Enzo, our dog there, and Big Cass was really, really good. Uh, what you call it, G? They, I can't believe they took the belt off of Jay White so quick, man. I know he's upset about that, too. I mean, that's bullcrap. But that show was something else, man. Uh, PCO was amazing with the electric chair and all that. They're going to bring PCO from Tag Team and make him go solo soon enough. He's the man. That guy, you hit him up on Twitter, man. That guy interacts with you, and he's a good dude. PCO is awesome, and he is unhuman. But the G1 Supercar, man, was amazing, and I hope they have other shows there. That show was so, so good. And I was, of course, going for Matt Taven and winning. He finally won. Man, it was a freaking good night. Uh, after that, what was the next day? Next day was Sunday. Next day was WrestleMania. So uh, I was going to not tr drive in. It was the Bullet Club block party, too, but uh, I couldn't get tickets, and it was expensive, too. It was just a big mess, blah, blah, blah. But um, I watched it online, and it looked really, really awesome. I wish we could have attended. And it loved me some Tamatanga and Jay White and the Bullet Club for life, yada, yada. But we went to WrestleMania that day. I was going to take public transportation like we did one year out of four for SummerSlam. I mean, not SummerSlam, for WrestleMania. I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about. WrestleMania and something else there, but I didn't do that. And I thank God that I did. They said when it was over with, literally, if you didn't get on the first train, which you couldn't get on because there were so many people, there was a two-hour two gap. Like, say it was 1 o'clock in the morning, another one didn't come to three the trains the buses the ubers and everything were so friggin insane if you don't look it up online it's crazy new jersey metro like dave lagreca man said you got to get your crap together but we drove in which was cool the parking lot was insane there's wrestling matches partying big grills just everything smoking which i was doing myself because i got my medical marijuana card it was a good time man go to wrestlemania our seats were like friggin we could see the ring perfect which was great but we were also kind of behind the stage, behind the screen, so we really couldn't see the stage except looking up at the screen. But sitting behind it was cool, because when the wrestlers got done with their match, they had to walk up these little steps. Like, most of it's covered up, but this one part is open and exposed to get to another part, and they had to walk past that. We got to see them. Like, when Tony Nese won the Cruiserweight belt, we were yelling at him, he turned around the wave all night, we were yelling at wrestlers and seeing them and taking pictures, so that was a plus of sitting back there. Uh, we've been to MetLife now a couple of times, been there for WrestleMania 29, been there at floor seats for Ed Sheeran for my daughter, yada, yada. Uh, what you call, we watched the opening of it right before the opening of WrestleMania, like the start of the show, my daughter wants food, we go to the concession stand. We missed the entire start of the show in the first two matches and the line didn't even move. I was irate. I tweeted, everybody, once I tweeted, other women were tweeting, people, people all over the stadium were having the same problem, everybody's tweeting. Then MetLife Stadium tweets back to us, please direct messages, yada, yada. We direct message them. They never even answer it. So seriously, man, unless it's like something I really, really want to see and can't see anybody else, I will never go to MetLife Stadium again. That line should not have been like that. Like, seriously, we did not move. It was insane. And then for the management to acknowledge our tweets and then not do anything about it or respond after saying direct messaging was just freaking crazy. But WrestleMania was awesome. But anymore, I'm 
not like we were gonna go next year in Florida. I don't think I am, but we'll see. Uh, what you call it? WrestleMania out a little bit, but WrestleMania was amazing. There's nothing like being there. WrestleMania 29. I don't know. I think I like more probably because of the card and all that. Or the first one that we went to, but it was a good. It was a good time, man. You get to see Becky two belts with those belts, which is awesome. It was good. It was a good night. The atmosphere was crazy. It was eighty something thousand people there. People were going nuts. Mania was a good time. It really, really was. Uh, and then the next day we went to Access. Access, my daughter, my daughter doesn't play. Like, kids normally want to do this and that. My daughter's like me. You look at it, you look at it, you're done. But Access, we went around, and I got a lot, a lot of footage and pictures. It was cool. They had, like, a Legends Hall, new wrestler hall, all this. And, like, these cool little things. Of course, like you see, you can come out at an entrance. You can take a picture in the ring. You can take pictures with a belt. And I won't lie. It stunk because the lines are so long. But, you like, Access has VIP sessions when you pay, like, 125 or 250 bucks to meet the wrestlers. But all around access to at minimum to three or four at a time they have wrestlers there the lines are long as heck you had to wait for them but you can meet the iconics you can meet buddy murphy cedric alexander even the big names even though i'm just naming those names those are the ones that pop in my head they had big names also too seriously so there were big wrestlers right there you just had to wait in these crazy lines and that was all over the place you really could meet them if you wanted uh we waited in line to meet iconics but then they switched to the good brothers uh excuse me gallo and anderson and buddy Murphy. So then we got it in a line because I wasn't waiting for all that. Uh, what you call it? There's a lot of cool stuff around. The food was crazy though. They're like expensive rides. They had macaroni and cheese trucks, minimum $15 for macaroni and cheese, really. Uh, what you call it? You walk around though, they had a cool bunch of stuff to do. But um, seeing the live events was awesome. They actually had the taping of Worlds Collide going on when we were there, which was awesome. So uh, there was a women's match. Uh, we got to watch a couple of those and that, and then we left. We got to see Kyrie Singh, who you guys know I can't stand their gimmick is so stupid and then one of ronda rousey's horsewomen a blonde-headed chick looks like a big big lesbian not wrong with that but i know she is she's definitely all in it that was a really good match though and then they had another match too it was a good good time good good time but access is another thing too unless you want to wait in lines all day that's the only thing you're doing you can just walk around a place like we did watch a couple matches and we were out we were on it and that's one thing too they had a shuttle bus there so yeah getting an access uh we took the shuttle down went to barclay center like we've done many times before there was supposed to be a bus right out in front of barclays like every half hour we were there like an hour and a half waiting for that bus man and the drive took forever yada yada it was crazy and it was funny too because all in the front of access they were giving out john's casinas cologne that wwe cologne they had that you could spray on the name's escaping me right now and i wonder why they're giving it away because it doesn't sell blah 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 but it is there's so many people in there and there's so many hours of not ventilation that it starts to stink actually so they were giving out that uh excuse me, WWE John Cena body spray. But the Brooklyn Pier was really, really beautiful to see. But um, I don't know, access, and like I said, unless you want to wait around to stand and do some corny stuff, I wouldn't even bother. 150 bucks with fees for two tickets to get in, it's not worth it. But you got to do it if you didn't do it. Uh, like I said, though, with the WrestleMania weekend and that, I will post a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of stuff. I just don't know when. I have so much to go through, it's not funny. We did all that stuff I just named. We did it all. We did it all. Uh, we're going to take a break right now we got to pay those bills and we're just getting some random stuff like don't think that i'm just sitting here not doing anything and not talking to guys that i'm busy any news i get and all that i type it out and i save it i just don't have a chance so we get back i'm just gonna read random stuff gossip news blah 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 what have you but thank you for joining me on the aew insider this is lee and i'll listen to our sponsor please <laughs> 